0: Hello everyone and welcome to another week on the Vampire Diaries Diaries, the world's best and most mystic podcast burning a pentagram into hearts everywhere. My name is Beth and I am joined by my esteemed co-host Claire, our special guest star Jesse, and we're here to bring you Season 3 Episode 15, All My Children.
1: All My Children,
0: parentheses, must die. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> R.I.P. girl. Welcome to the show, Jesse.
2: Hi, thanks for having me. I've been a big fan of the show, uh, both podcast and the actual show.
1: Please tell us about your journey with The Vampire Diaries. How did you come to it in your life?
2: Uh, I think in my early 20s, for reference, I'm 37. Uh, I got really into like those melodrama type shows like The O.C. and The... I shouldn't yeah. say, it, but supernatural. I know you're not. And, uh, <gasps> okay, I know, and then Get out along along with that came Vampire Diaries as well. So, I watched that all a long time ago, and I believe when we met at Comedy Sports, we had like a brief conversation. Like, yeah, I actually watched that show, and uh, it's been a few years. But yeah. since you guys got the podcast going back again, I started watching it again. So, it's been a good thrill ride. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we're very awesome. excited to have you join us on this journey. So we start the episode with Elena feeling very uh, ambivalent about her life, I think, which I think is most accurately reflected by her bedding. We might remember in the past she's had these beautiful sheets, white sheets with a red brocadey pattern. Now they're right. the s- I'm pretty sure it's the same sheets, but the pattern is gray instead of red. Wow. Because things are just not going great because last week she had two boyfriends and now she has none. A
0: true mood change.
2: Yeah, I want to say I think they got back to their roots opening up with Elena awakening in bed. I think it's been a few episodes since they opened up like that.
0: Yeah, it's pretty classic. Definitely. And we get a lot of good shots of Elena's room in this um, scene as well. The Jamie Liddell poster. Yes, and the giant stuffed koala sitting in her <laughs> in her windowsill—it yeah. just seems so out of place. I don't know.
2: What about the little teddy bear that was like in her bed when she got out? Did you notice that? There's like a little small teddy bear that she must have been sleeping in with.
1: Oh, I bet you that's a nanny cam from one of the Salvators. Oh, absolutely. Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Salvators, Stefan is also feeling extremely emo. And I think he's writing in his diary, is he not?
0: Yes, he is. He's
1: he's writing. Sadly, we don't get to hear any diary voiceovers from him because it would be hilarious. (laughs) But he's in such a, a, a weird
0: place that he doesn't answer when Elena calls him. I know. He just looks and then he declines. Or maybe he lets it ring and go to voicemail. I don't know. Either way, he's just not picking up.
2: I think he actually cuts her off, like, Mm -hmm. presses stop call, which is very rude, rude. yeah.
0: But guess who does
1: answer the phone when Elena calls? It's Damon.
0: My
1: gosh. In bed with one Rebecca Michelson.
2: Yep. And he answers with what? Like, a nice classic (laughs) snarky answer.
1: And Felina's like, uh, hey, we need to talk about some stuff. Like, I'm sorry you're mad at me, but you need to get over it. And he just says, I am over it. Hangs up on her and then looks over at the beautiful Rebecca lounging in his bed in uh, post spoil bliss.
2: They don't seem like, she doesn't seem like the type to, like, stay over and, like, embellish and relish in the morning after stuff. I don't know.
1: I mean, she got rejected by Matt Donovan last night, and that leaves you in a pretty emotionally vulnerable place. Because, damn,
0: how really the mighty have fallen. She's reaching out for some affection wherever she can get it. <laughs> so I think Elena's been
1: spending too much time with the Salvatores, because she can't take the hint of like her calls being screened and being hung up on. Because she just shows up at the boarding house. And, of course, uh, she has great timing and knocks on the door right when Damon is escorting
0: Rebecca out, and uh, it's very obvious what they've been up to. Yes, and Elena does not look happy about it. She just looks shocked and stunned, and you get like a good back and forth between a zoom in on her shocked face and then Rebecca's shocked face, and uh, she's not happy about what transpired the night before.
2: Yeah, Becca actually has, like, a little smirk. Like, she's very pleased, like, to see all this yeah. go down.
1: Yeah. She's like, I got laid, and I'm making my enemy uncomfortable. It's a win-win.
0: I know. And we hear a lot about making Rebecca making Elena uncomfortable throughout the rest of this episode <laughs> and beyond. <laughs> yeah, we
1: do. So she uh, skedaddles, and Elena's like, what the fuck, Damon? She tried to kill
0: me less than 48 hours ago. I know and her first thought is that Damon stopped taking his vervain and that Rebecca must have compelled him to actually sleep with her which I thought was also kind of a Salvatore move she's like there's no way like anyone could be with someone like besides myself right she's like shocked yeah like does she understand how casual sex works
1: like sometimes two people just want to bang and it's not about you Elena
0: I know
2: agreed
1: But Damon's like, ah, yeah, whatever, bygones. It's, as you said, it's been 48 hours, like, can't you move on? Remember, like, all the times that you've forgiven me within two hours after I did something unforgivable? (laughs) But this Uh, is different, because it involved his genitals, which she has feelings about currently.
0: Yes. Those dick feelings, what can you do? (laughs) But yeah, so Damon's just also just like, kind of being a dick here. He's like, this has nothing to do with you, which is super ridiculous because this absolutely has a lot to do with Elena, even though she's being a little needy. But um, Elena starts to move on from the topic of conversation about Rebecca. And she has come there to tell Damon about Esther's grand plan of um killing all of her children in order to restore peace in the world which they had to say restore peace in the world at least 15 times throughout this episode like every character said it yeah
2: there was a few of those phrases that was like repeated a lot and i'll bring those up when we get to them i think that bet the best quote of the episode happens to when elena spills the beans damon just says what's going on why do you look like somebody just shot a panda bear <laughs> And (laughs) that gets her to spill the beans on what's going on. And I thought that was funny.
1: It's pretty specific. It was. It's like, are you sure you don't mean koala bear? Because those are obviously very special to Elena. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But Damon's like, oh, hell yeah, sweet. I like this plan. Why are you worried? This is good news. And thus begins the parade of people who don't who just believe that all of the originals have to die, even though they, like, don't know any of them very well, except for Klaus. But they're, like, super chill about mass murdering them. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Yeah. even Stefan. Even Stefan comes in and gets Steven's back on this one.
1: But Elena's like, hold up, but what about Elijah? He's so hot, we can't kill Elijah.
2: He's a good-looking man.
1: Yes. And I'm so glad that... Elena has
0: her priorities straight.
1: Elena is there to be the voice of the me in this show <laughs> but yeah the Salvators are like yeah whatever like elijah's chill
0: but he's gonna die and i don't care yeah i believe they call it a win-win situation but i forgot what the second win is it was like all of the originals are dead and klaus is gone i don't know is not that the same thing now i'm confused yeah. by this i don't know
1: all of the originals are dead, and this man that Elena has vaguely positive feelings t- toward is out of the picture. Because we don't need anybody else. We don't make, need to make this a, a love parallelogram.
0: True. The triangle is bad enough. Yeah. <laughs> also, I just want to note that I, I'm i assuming it's like 9 or 10 a.m. and Damon is just drinking a whiskey. Right? Yeah. Because they, like, got up and Rebecca just rolled out of his bed and Elena showed up. So it's early in the morning and Damon's just hitting the sauce. I thought he was drinking blood.
2: He was. Was it blood?
1: Because oh. he, he leaves, like, a half full glass and Stefan is looking at it like, Ooh, I have conflicted feelings about blood
0: right now all of a sudden.
1: Oh,
2: okay.
0: My bad, y'all. I thought it was whiskey. I mean, it might have been both.
2: But to your credit, cocktail. Um, there is a lot of day drinking throughout this entire show. So, it's like yes. most adults in this show, are just constantly hitting it.
1: Oh, speaking of day drinking, Beth, I was just thinking about you. I was looking at some clearance stuff <laughs> on uh, <laughs> on uh, the Target website, and they were yes. selling these shower beer holders. They're like suction oh. cup
0: like koozies that you put in your shower for a shower beer. I need this in my life. and I I am a big fan of the shower beer. Yes, very big fan of the shower beer over here. So look that up. Something about the warm shower and the cold beer. Man, it's a
1: true delight. You should be the spokesperson for this product. This product should sponsor us.
0: (laughs) They should. They just got a free ad. Yeah, I don't
1: remember the brand name, but (laughs) if they paid me, I would.
0: Showerbeerholderthingy.com. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so anyway uh, they're you know at odds about this it's the Salvators versus Elena as usual
3: mm-hmm.
1: but then we have to go over to the house of Klaus where all of the original siblings are hanging out because they're all chill with each other now even though like they very recently just all wanted to kill Klaus they're just buds again
0: Yeah, how much time has passed, like, since the coffins? 48 hours, I think. (laughs) Oh
3: my god, that's so funny.
1: Right. Because the ball was last night, and that was, like, the day after everybody woke up.
0: Right. Okay, so (laughs) a lot of things have happened, but they're just back to their old uh, casual selves hanging out there at the House of Clowns. Yes, and
1: everybody is being very true to who they are because Elijah is just like off in his own world, like, noticing a a sage smudge stick, like, sitting there and thinking, oh, what's my mom doing? Ooh, sage, that can't be good. Cole is sex-shaming Rebecca, Rebecca's threatening to, to knock his teeth in, like, everybody's being their truest self.
2: They're all being very British. I believe he says, like, what a scandal. Like, my sister's a little strumpet. What's his exact words? Oh, yeah.
0: Yes. I have not heard strumpet before. I've heard crumpet and trumpet, but not strumpet. I really? mean, he has
2: been daggered for quite some time, so maybe he's just, like, not up on the new lingo yet.
1: <laughs> I think it was Brave New World was the book that this was in, but, like, there's a character who says impudent strumpet a lot. Like, Wow. And so, anytime I hear strumpet, I think of that. I don't remember much about that book, but that stood out. I think he's like quoting Shakespeare or something. I don't know.
0: Oh, it was okay. high
1: school, and that was like twenty years ago. So, and maybe twenty thousand beers. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, apparently Rebecca is a strumpet, but Cole proves that she's at least like doing something interesting. I'm like, that doesn't make you any less of a dickwad, but okay.
0: Yeah. And this part was funny because Cole is like talking about how bored he is, which I thought was kind of crazy because he's been daggered for so many years and he just got out and he has all of this like new technology and people to catch up with. And he's like, I'm bored. When can we get into some trouble? Just and download then he... Candy Crush, girl. Right? I know. Or, like, watch TV for a while. I, it's, it's funny, but Cole wants to go out and uh, cause some trouble, so he convinces Klaus to uh, hit up the bar and and go out and have some drinks. And Rebecca says,
1: please go. This house has enough men rolling around in it. And Cole says, just like you, Becca.
2: Yeah, he gets her first third time just really hitting up his own sister hard it's not not cool
1: i just want to go on on the record right now and say that guy fucking sucks i do not like cole
2: oh the worst yeah the worst of the originals
1: i mean finn gives him a a run for his money or phil as we have decided to call him uh inspired by abby our guest last week
0: yes or was it it you it was me that thought his name was okay Um, I'm sorry I attributed your hilarity to Abby that's okay but you know that I can't remember anything including the characters names on a podcast on which we have like 50 episodes so we will be referring uh, to
1: him as Phil I just didn't want you to be confused (laughs) Jesse oh yes
2: I'm down for the cause
1: (laughs) and so that just leaves Elijah and Rebecca and Elijah is like Hey, check out this sage. What's, what's up with that? Mom's doing a privacy spell.
0: Yeah. And Rebecca, it's kind of sad because she's like, everything that mother wants is just to have our family together again. No need to be worried, Elijah. She just wants to make our family whole. But Elijah knows better. And he says that he doesn't trust
1: Phil, which is a correct yes. decision but Rebecca's just like, what else? I got laid last night, I'm not worried about anything. <laughs> and speaking of Sage, we head on over to, I think it's Elena's house, right? I thought it was Bonnie's house because I didn't recognize the headboard. Oh. Yeah, do we know what Bonnie's house looks like?
2: No, and I thought it might be Caroline's house.
1: So. <laughs> it's somebody's <laughs> house. Yeah. It's a house, and Bonnie is attempting to replicate the spell Which, I don't think she has any information other than she was burning sage, so I think she's just smudging this room and hoping that magic happens.
0: (laughs) But, like, why is she trying to do the spell? That's what I don't understand. Like, why would she want to do that same spell? Yeah, I
1: don't... It doesn't seem like there's any immediate reason they would need it, but it does seem like it would be pretty handy when they hang out with so many vampires who all have super hearing.
0: Yeah, so that they have the privacy that's right because caroline's standing outside of the door listening to their conversation while Bonnie's trying to do the spell and wave the sage so that it's private and that caroline can't hear her
1: yeah i think uh this whole situation is just so we have the opportunity to have this amazing moment where uh caroline's job is to let them know if the spell's working or not not
0: working i can you hear every word you're saying about demon the vampire gigolo
1: yep the spell isn't working but it doesn't matter because they don't actually need it but they're all hanging out and Elena's mostly complaining about Damon and like how dare he sleep with Rebecca that's the worst thing he's ever done worse than when he killed Jeremy (laughs) worse than when he killed Lexi worse than when he horse fed me his blood and tried to turn me into a vampire good lord (laughs) What do you Priorities. say it like that, Claire? Yep. <laughs> but he's left with somebody else. But then right. Bonnie is just super casually like, oh, uh, speaking of Esther, she came to visit me and Abby this morning. And Helena's like, um, we should have probably led the conversation
0: with this. Yeah,
2: She's like, BT dubs, uh, they're channeling my entire bud line. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, you it's know. super
0: chill. Yeah, I wrote down that she casually mentions it, because that's exactly what she does. She's like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, (laughs) Esther swung by. Yeah, and uh, she she probably
1: just thought it was polite to visit us since she, as you said, Jesse is channeling our entire bloodline.
0: She has such manners, like her son Elijah. Oh my gosh. I was cracking up what she said. I think she thought it would be polite (laughs) to introduce herself.
1: You know what would be polite is to ask permission before channeling an entire bloodline. (laughs) (laughs) Not like drop by after with a covered dish. But Bonnie is yet another person who is pro-murder. She's like, uh, Esther's gonna do the thing tonight because it's a full moon and everything has to happen on full moons. Like, fuck you, waiting crescent. And everybody's gonna die, and it's great. I have no qualms.
2: And I believe even Caroline, by the end of this scene, is down to get on the murder train. She's, I just wrote down like everyone's down to off the originals, but Elena.
1: Yeah, so. Elena. Elena is like, look, when I was gonna be sacrificed on an altar of fire on a full moon last season elijah came up with a way that i could possibly survive like he was in my corner and i just want to do the same for him like i can't think of the phrase that i'm looking for all i all that's popping into my head is pharisee squaresies but that's not the thing
2: (laughs) it's also just elena being very true to her character she that's just very elena she's very compassionate
1: and usually like come on elena like I'm usually very much on the Elena, you're too nice to everybody train, but now I'm like, why is everybody so chill with murdering all these people who didn't do anything to them? Like, Klaus, sure, but especially Elijah, they already fucked over Rebecca by daggering her before the homecoming dance. She didn't do shit to anybody except, like, threaten Caroline's status as baddest bitch on the cheerleading squad. Hey,
0: that's dagger worthy. Nobody messes with Caroline.
1: <laughs> i just do not understand why ever like nobody except
0: elena has any reservations about this
2: yeah they're all pretty that's down that's a good
0: point i honestly like as a viewer was pretty dead with it i'm just like oh well yeah they're all gonna die so <laughs> here we go come on come on esther let's round them up oh no, no i
1: am elena and and i never thought i would identify with her but it's the power of elijah i think I think it's just your strong moral compass. Yes, I am very moral. That is what they yes. all say about
2: me. There's a very practical side of me that is just also kind of on the murder train right now. It kind of makes sense. So there's a part of me that's just kind of wants to jump in and say, "Yeah, it makes sense."
1: You keep saying murder train, and it's it's reminding me of <laughs> of a uh, How I Met Your Mother. Wasn't that the, wow. the song that James Vanderbeek's like Canadian metal band? Saying? So, yes, everybody loves murder except for Elena. And I think then we go back to the Salvators, who have this whole vibe this week where they're both just like, I don't care about Elena anymore. Totally don't care, I promise. Don't ask any follow-up questions. I don't care.
0: I know. It's so weird. This whole scene was weird because they're just kind of riffing about how like you love Elena. no i don't care no you love Elena. no i don't care you can and... have her no
1: you can have her oh n- <laughs> n-
0: none of us right. will take her i know it's not my fault she's jealous no it's your fault she's jealous like just oh my gosh so she's much not the really last care. slice of pizza <laughs> like <laughs> jesus
2: she's literally yeah, a yeah. doppelganger like there'll be another one eventually True. So. That's
0: a very good point, Jessie. I but only if, she, uh, only if she, uh,
1: only if she mates with Matt Donovan and produces offspring.
0: Oh yeah. Cause she's oh. the last of the bloodline. <laughs> but uh. yeah, aside from like going back and forth about who doesn't care about Elena anymore, um, they're both concerned about Elena potentially screwing up Esther's plan because they want Esther to go through with it so they don't have to worry about Klaus anymore. They don't give a shit about Elijah, Um, so they just want, you know, everything to go off without a hitch, and they're worried about Elena intervening.
1: Yeah, and I like that Damon's like, well, yeah, she's definitely going to try to fuck it up, but, you know, let's just be prepared for that and move forward with our our own shit. (laughs) And then we go to Elena getting a special guest at her
0: house. Yes, and I actually have of um, this to share. Oh my god, That's an audio clip. Elena. Elijah. <laughs> I don't. <need> to... <laughs> Elijah. I also love that he says Elena.
2: <laughs> he definitely has the least British, like back and forth accent of them all. His accent slips a lot.
1: His accent is all over the place. I keep trying to yeah. figure out what it's supposed to be. He's like worse than a Scarlet Witch, like sometimes he's eastern european sometimes he sounds american (laughs) sometimes he's kind of british
0: so funny yeah the accents were both on point right here because what was elena's accent as well because she calls him elijah regularly but when she sees him at the door we get a hard j elijah
1: she's just copying all of the originals she's like oh no i've been mispronouncing his name this whole time i gotta (laughs) really try because i'm really
0: worried about him right now I'm being so compassionate that I'm going to pronounce
2: his name correctly during his last day on Earth. Elijah takes Elena out to the woods to show her something. Oh, okay. happened? Yeah. Oh my God. He gosh. gives her like a little history lesson. He's like telling it, this is where like the werewolves used to play and blah, blah, blah. And I believe his fa- my favorite line was, and these are the caverns I used to play in as a boy. Right. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, that's a fun childhood.
1: Uh, my favorite part is when he's like this is his big finish and there's a field where wild horses used to graze and Elena says that's incredible Look, <laughs> like, it's yes. a fucking horse
2: <laughs> she's like so enthralled
0: what is this? She with is. everybody on
1: the show being obsessed with horses
0: they are oh my god and she also says I can't imagine what this must have been like a thousand years ago and I can't so imagine the imagine- wild horse it's just a forest! Like, it probably wasn't really that different. Like, she's in the middle of a forest. Yeah. Oh, my god. oh my
2: god. On a side note, I believe Elena would be really good at, like, talking to, like, the elderly, just listening <laughs> to their stories, because that's pretty much what's happening there. She's, like, got that enthusiasm for very simplistic things.
1: Oh, Grandma Ethel, that's incredible! You, you <laughs> went to the sock hop? Yeah. With Chaz Rogers? Wow, I can't imagine how amazing that must have been. If anybody wants to write any fan fiction about Grandma Ethel and Chaz Rogers, get the sock off. Feel free, I give you those characters for free. Wow. So good. I guess. uh, I very much thought that Elijah was going to say that their high school was built on an ancient Indian burial ground. But he says that their high school is built on the site of an Indian village. So there probably was yes. an Indian burial ground there. Yeah. But yeah. it just really seemed like that was where he was going.
0: I thought he was going to say the same thing. when, As soon as he said Indian, I was like, oh, here it comes.
1: And I'm also like, Elijah, how old are you? We don't say Indian. I know. But anyway. Yes, he mentions his favorite childhood hang of the creepy caverns. <laughs> It's like they've been all over the town it must have been nature's way of giving us a playside from the werewolves nature's always looking out
3: mm-hmm.
0: it is but things kind of take a turn from reminiscing when elijah starts to confront elena a little bit about their last conversation at the party so he kind of leads her into it because he's like Listen, Elena, I admire you because you're a very moral and compassionate person, and these qualities remind me of the qualities that I had when I was a human, and blah, 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 that he's like, but you lied. And she's like, what? No, I didn't lie. <laughs> he's like,
1: Thou art such a noble lass and hast many qualities I have treasured in my many years on this earth. But you're a trifling tramp.
0: <laughs> exactly, that's how it went. <laughs>
1: And Elena's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Never in all
0: my life. <laughs> but then She's a bad liar.
1: Elijah's like, listen, I can hear your heart beating, so I know that you're lying to me because it's jumping around like crazy, just like it was when you looked me in the face and said my mom loved me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and even without the heartbeat, like you guys said, she's just not a great liar. Her face, she's just like, whatever do you mean? <laughs> just... <laughs>
1: yeah she's not very convincing and she gives up pretty quick She's like okay listen i didn't know that this was gonna happen like maybe i should have asked some questions before i just gave my blood to your mom but
2: yeah and she's being very pro elijah the whole episode but the one thing she didn't do is like tell him any of this ahead of time so
1: yeah right but she's like all right look Blouse isn't the only one she wants to murder. She wants a five-for-one special. And Elijah says, like, the same thing that Esther said last week, like, she wants to undo the evil she created. Yes. And restore peace to this world. Restore peace across the galaxy. There is much disturbance in the Force because of the originals. Yes, absolutely. And Elena's just like... Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry, Elijah. Like, I didn't want this. I really wish there was something I could do. <laughs> and Elijah's like, "Funny, you should say that. <laughs>
2: Wapow. Drops her, like, what, 20 feet underground?
1: He stomps the yard, basically. He stamps his foot, and a whole big hole opens up, and speaking of those creepy caves, here they are. Not such a yes. cave anymore. It reminds me it of, like, he was uh, throwing the coins at the the vampire cafe like just casual display of super strength
0: right yeah and it was like a zoom fall too like he like zoom falls her into the cavern it's... it was
1: like the opposite of the time the stefan got bonnie out of the hole that she fell into in the same woods <laughs> yeah <laughs> he just like grabs her and is like
3: <laughs> down we go <laughs>
1: And this is where I had to also record an audio clip because I brought this up a few times because this is at least the third time this has happened on the show that somebody has been in some kind of creepy cave situation and their phone has made a very implausible sound to announce that there is no signal. And I just felt like I need it on the podcast for the record.
2: That was- that was the first thing. First thing I had in my notes I was like, well, there's no cell phone reception here.
1: That yeah, was... nobody looks at their I guess like they don't want to just show that she has no bars. We need some kind of like auditory <laughs> signal, but nobody's phone has ever made that noise.
0: It sounds like a heart monitor, like at the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> like something's going down. Oh no, call Meredith. So she gotta funny, inject some vampire blood into somebody. Oh yeah, we need some HIPAA violations over here. <laughs>
1: But yes, uh, Elena's like, shit, here I am in peril again. Why does this keep happening to me?
0: Oh, right. Because of my life choices. Yeah, down in the old caverns. So then we leave Elena to figure out what the hell she's going to do down in the cavern. Um, and we jump over to Damon, who I believe is still at the boarding house, but he's picked up the phone and calls Alaric because he wants to give Alaric an, an update about Elena. Yeah, he's he's got to
2: check in with his boyfriend. He's got to yep. check in. Yes.
0: And he's like,
1: Elena's not answering her phone. I know she's going to try to screw up our plans. And Alaric is like, <laughs> I'm surprised you had time to call with all this original sex you've been having. Yep. <laughs> like jealous much? Yes. And Damon's just like, oh, she told you. <laughs> I'm like, I want to see the deleted scene where it's like they're in the kitchen and Alaric's hungover once again, and Elena's like, "Oh, by the way, your boyfriend fucked my frenemy. What do you think about yeah. that?"
0: I want
2: to see With some spill of that. that
1: tea.
2: Some yeah. of that original sex. I had that written down as well. <laughs> it's uh, quite a quite a remark.
1: <laughs> so I, I feel like putting the word original in front of things always makes me laugh because I just think of the original Pancake House.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. And I wonder if that's owned.
1: I think that's what uh, Cole is going to be doing after this episode. He's going to be running the original Pancake House.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. I'm glad that you think of original Pancake House because I thought you were going to say original sin because that's what I always think of going back to my... Catholic upbringing, so original sex, I don't
1: When I you don't said know. original sin, I just thought of the hard cider. <laughs> there you go. So that's where I'm at.
2: I think of original gangsters. That's how I abbreviate it, the OGs. The oh, original yes. Gangsters.
0: Ah.
1: <laughs> oh, we all have such associations with the word original.
0: We do.
1: Listeners, <laughs> tell us what you think when you hear the word original. So Drop a comment
2: on that Insta. <laughs>
1: So yes, Alaric is like, I don't have time to talk to you about all the chicks you've been banging right now because I'm trying to bang this other chick. So, TTYL.
2: Which Damon affectionately refers to as, like, psycho sexy doctor lady again, I believe. Yeah. He just keep, keeps that one going.
1: Yeah, he's really proud of calling this lady a psycho. It's not that clever. No. At least, like, go to thesaurus.com and find some synonyms for the word Psycho.
2: Yeah, he's got a vast, like, historic knowledge of words at his disposal in his life.
0: Yeah. Just call her a strumpet. Strumpet! What was the phrase, the whole phrase, Claire, that you said was in the book? Impudent strumpet? Impudent strumpet. That's way better than sexy psycho.
1: Yes, Mm -hmm. I agree. Damon, you gotta go back to high school and read Brave New World.
0: (laughs) Uh, But then... Alaric and Damon hang up and we do see indeed that Alaric is on a date at the grill with Meredith yeah. and they're like reviewing his medical records together <laughs> it's so sexy <laughs>
1: yes she's like there was no way to tell from your stabbing report how, like what size and taintedness this stabber had I'm like since when are you a forensic detective <laughs> Meredith
0: Hell. I was going to say, is that usually the job of a doctor uh, in an emergency room to figure out the weapon and which hand was used for the crime?
1: I feel like she just has watched a lot of episodes of Bones and feels like she can figure it out. Yeah, She
2: is, like, the only doctor in town. She might be also slash forensic scientist, you know? True.
1: That's a good point. Sheriff Forbes is the only one working for the police, so they need to outsource (laughs) the doctors for this stuff.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, basically, she's like, we're SOL, nobody knows who this stabber is. And spoiler alert, nobody cares. I mean, I don't care. Do you care, Beth?
0: I don't care. But we do learn a little bit more information here because Meredith is all like, well, are you sure you don't remember who it is, blah, 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 and... Alaric is like yes I do not remember and Meredith plants the seed she's like maybe you are compelled to forget um, and Alaric is asking like oh do you really think that it would be a vampire and Meredith is like well it's clear there's definitely no other options uh, than a vampire here So,
1: yeah there's not like all these other people in town who could have any number of like ways like it couldn't be a witch yep. I don't know nope But it's really awkward because who has just rolled up at the grill because there's nowhere else to go in town but Klaus and Cole. K and K.
2: Yep, out for a little boys' night of fun. Cole needed to get into something and here they are. Klaus was like, This is Mystic
1: Falls, this is the best we can do. (laughs) Yes. And Klaus is like, Oh, don't go accusing. We're just out to have a drink at our local pub
0: in it. I just love the Mystic Grill, you know that it's like Applebee's, right, like it's just like not the classiest place, and like people are just going there, having the time of their lives in town.
1: So I think we leave that for a minute to go to (laughs) a very exciting meeting at the creepy witch house between the Bennetts and the Michaelsons.
0: We have uh, Bonnie and Abby kind of slowly walking towards the witch house, and Esther is standing there with Phil. And I think it's Abby who says like, "Who's that creepy ass mofos?" She, <laughs> she says that
2: creepy, lurky guy, and she's not wrong. No, yeah.
0: no, not wrong at all.
1: Bonnie's like, "Oh yeah, that's Phil, but he's a vampire, so shush." <laughs> <laughs> he can hear you. Oh yeah. But Phil's such a drip, He's probably like, "Oh yeah, she's right." I know. He's like,
0: "I'm, I'm about to be dead anyway. I don't
1: care about <laughs> these insults." <laughs> yes. All Phil wants is to die. He doesn't care if people call him creepy. And uh, Abby says something like, oh, what do you think your Grams would say if she knew we were doing all this shit? Bonnie's like, she would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Remember how this literally killed me? <laughs> but I like that or Grams friends. got a shout out.
0: I did too. But yeah, so they walk up to Esther and Esther's like, oh, thank you so much for coming. You know, still being polite. And <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you Honored for her manners. help. With killing my entire bloodline, my children. Um, and then they, I don't know, like she starts talking again about how the fact that Ayana was her mentor and Bonnie I, and Abby are descended from Ayana and she's uh, going to channel their entire bloodline in order to use the power.
2: Why does the original witch have a mentor? Shouldn't it be the other way around? I'm not understanding that.
1: Yeah, it's pretty bold of her to call herself the original witch, but hey, uh, Ayana was black, so she can't be, like, the first. <laughs>
2: it's true. Uh... Oh, God, there's a lot. That leads us down another road of, like, they have to be channeling that bloodline. and
1: This whole thing of Esther being, I am the original witch, and I'm going to channel all of these black people from throughout history against their will, whether they like it or not. <laughs> Just like for my own family squabble, I'm like, girl, take it easy. You've been watching from the other side for the last thousand years. You don't have the excuse of it was a different time.
3: Yeah.
2: And at this time, she also drops in her explanation of what's going on. Another thing that they bring up multiple times, which is the balance of nature and restoring it and not upsetting the spirits of nature. Balance and spirits of nature. They just talk about that a lot.
3: Yeah,
1: and she says something that is really more for our benefit so that later events make sense than anything that Bonnie and Abby need to know, which is like, in order to, my, my attachment to this plane is tenuous, so I really need for there to be two generations of your family currently alive and witches oh. in order for this to work. Just, it's not important, don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up, Esther. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's a very awkward situation that I'm glad we don't spend any more time on for the moment, because we have to go back to the cave where Elena has a special guest.
0: Yes. So Elena's just standing there fiddling with her cell phone and Rebecca creeps up on her. She's like, oh, hello. I don't, did they start chatting that much here? Or is it just like a quick kind of check-in and then we, then we hop to the next scene. I think it's just, surprise Rebecca's here.
2: It was very very quick. Yeah, Becca had her like kind of grin like now finally I get to like get a little revenge mm-hmm.
1: yeah she's a real Emily Thorne this week I can tell from your reactions that neither of you has watched the show revenge
0: nope
1: <laughs> that's the name of the main character on revenge
0: oh okay there we go thanks Claire
1: anyway <laughs> there are gonna be people out there who think that's really funny and you're gonna feel stupid
0: I
2: already do. (laughs) Yep, I was going to say, I already do.
1: (laughs) So we go to Stefan, who is looking for Elena now, I think. And he waltzes into the boarding house and finds that Elijah has come to visit and is, like, sitting on a chair as though it's a regal throne, like, presiding over the festivities.
2: Very composed.
1: Yes,
0: such good posture.
1: So Elijah is basically like, what he says is, I need... You to help me stop my mother but i watched it like three times and every time it sounded like he was saying i need you to help me stab my mother <laughs> which i really wish was the line but it is not and yep. yeah because
2: once again i think he says they need not upset the spirits of nature driving that Oh, oh yeah.
1: those old spirits. pesky spirits of nature always getting up in our business but he's like yeah. basically we need to break the bennett bloodline so that she can't channel all of them and that's a euphemism for murder bonnie so uh
3: <laughs> yep. oh and no.
1: i would do it myself but i don't know where they are and if they see me they'll know that i want to murder them so you guys got to do it by 906 pm on the dot
2: <laughs> and Damon's that's being perfect. very damon in this scene he's like bringing all the quips and doing his like facial eye acting with his <laughs> over exaggerated facial acting so i liked that
3: yeah,
0: I love that you point out his facial eye acting. That is it's, the perfect term for it, because he, we, you take a whole journey in like just like those two inches of his face. <laughs> and
2: yeah, and his cheeks, too. Just everything yes, his facial acting yeah. is very expressive.
1: And it's expressing oh shit right now.
2: That they yeah. need to have this resolved by six minutes after nine o'clock. Very specific.
1: Because that's like when the moon will be at its apex or some other astronomical... Fuckery. and he, yeah he mentions that he has Rebecca in uh, with Elena ready to rip her head off the moment that he gives her permission and this is the first of many times it's like why does Rebecca need permission to kill Elena if she wants to kill Elena Rebecca you don't need to yeah. like follow the orders of these men in your life if you want to murder Elena just fucking do it
2: yeah what are the they gonna whole, do the whole original like sibling relationship is very are men you know yeah.
0: Like, yeah. you you need to uh, get your own, Rebecca. I feel like I'm part of Wiremen because I didn't even think about the fact that Rebecca could murder Elena if she wanted to. I was like, well, yeah, she's, you know, out here, you know, doing her her bidding for her brothers. But, no, I mean, really Rebecca can't
1: murder Elena because Elena's the main character of this show. <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> within the narrative of the show, what? she can't because Elijah hasn't given her permission.
0: Right. No, exactly. Exactly.
2: And this may be a hot take, but in a weird way, not fully. I sometimes have, like, Becca's back. Like, she's kind of right sometimes in her, like, she's justified, I should say, with her angers. She was, like, literally stabbed in the back. And Mm -hmm. uh, she's also kind of always getting kind of shit on. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. Like, I don't want Rebecca to kill Elena, but I'm like, she has legitimate beef. It's true. She's not wrong.
0: She does. No, I've always felt bad for Rebecca, too.
1: She has decided she wants to film a hostage video of Elena in this cave.
2: (laughs) Blair Witch style. But Elena's not cooperating.
0: Yeah, I think she says, I need to shoot a picture of you uh, to inspire your boyfriends, which I thought was pretty clever of her. Yeah.
1: And she has this line here about... How for some reason everybody wants to bend over backwards to save your life which is incredibly annoying <laughs> but also makes her the best possible hostage and i'm yes. like hilarious and points were made
2: yeah Definitely. becca's bringing in all the points in this in this scene for yes. sure
1: she has much salt and she is not shy about sharing it and then we go to a very emo stefan at the Salvatore boarding house like. Holding a blood bag. Like, to drink or not to drink? (laughs) (laughs) That is a question of an impudent strumpet.
2: Yes, he's been very emo this whole episode.
1: Yeah, he's feeling some feelings, and he's not very good at it. Yeah,
0: he's struggling.
1: And Damon walks in and is like, "Uh, Sorry to interrupt Snap time, but we gotta come up with a plan, because Elena's gonna die. And I know we're both pretending we don't care about her right now, but if she dies, we'll probably both sting ourselves.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and thank God Damon's, like, taking the lead here, because Stefan is just, like, lamenting, like, what are we gonna do? We can't kill Bonnie. But Damon has a really good suggestion with a much less diabolical plan. Everyone seems to have forgotten that they have these magical daggers around that they can just dagger people with and have the vampires become frozen for however long. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Damon does some good sleuthing here, and he figures out, hey, if we dagger one of the originals, they'll probably all be daggered and frozen, and then we don't have to worry about Elena getting killed. Yes.
2: He lays it all out in a very A, B, C, D argument. I believe he had four points on that.
1: Oh yeah, he actually said A, B, C, D.
2: He went all the way to to D. Yeah, it was entertaining.
1: (laughs) All the way to D, the Damon Salvatore story. (laughs) Yes, he figures that this will be killing multiple birds with just one projectile, because if the originals are all temporarily dead, then they can't murder Elena, and it gives Esther time to murder all of them. So ah, if it worked, right. it would be uh, good for their plan. Not so good for me because, hello, Elijah. But, you know, it's smart, I guess.
2: Yeah, and I think Damon kind of takes the blood bag from Stefan's hand and takes a sip and then kind of like offers it back to him, trying to like surmise what's going on with Stefan. He's been kind of sleuthing the whole episode, like you said, about mm-hmm. what's up with my brother here.
1: And yeah, I'm like, maybe he just doesn't want your backwash, Damon. <laughs> <laughs> and you probably definitely have mono, so I'm not gonna share any drinking receptacles
0: with you. It's the right decision.
1: So Stefan's only qualm with this plan is like, well, if one of us daggers an original, it'll kill us because remember that one rule from last season. And Damon's like, Don't worry, I got my boyfriend on it. It's cool oh. he's already in position at the grill. so okay. yes, we have at the situation at the grill is that Alaric is still there with Meredith. Their date has been going on for anywhere from two to eight hours.
0: <laughs> and yes.
1: Cole and Klaus are still there getting crunk and their plan is to divide and conquer by sending in Caroline as a distraction because Klaus is suddenly like obsessed with her.
2: Not just a distraction, according to Damon, a little blonde distraction, as if to be putting those themes out there. Yep. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. But Caroline walks into the grill, and she looks awesome as usual. She's our queen, mm-hmm. and she walks in, and she makes like some eye contact with Alaric to kind of like let him know, like, "Hey, I'm here for the plan," <laughs> yeah. and. She walks over um, by Klaus and Cole, and Klaus invites her to a drink, or to have a drink with them, and she's like, I would literally rather die of thirst than have a drink with you. So she's just putting out the the vibes, like, very strong.
1: Yeah. I love Caroline's, like, acting throughout this whole scenario, because at first she, like, comes across Klaus as like, oh, hi, I did not see you there. <laughs> like, Klaus, oh, right. as I live and breathe. Yes. <laughs> and then she sasses him, and he like makes some comment to Cole, like, "Oh, isn't she delightful?" <laughs> or something. And Cole says something right. creepy about how she's delicious. Um,
2: double creepy. Uh, he calls her a tasty little thing, and then says she she looks good uh, walking away. Yeah, so, uh, Cole's really bringing in the wiremen theme. Right Cole, now. get
3: yeah. with the times. I know.
0: And then Klaus even gets in there because he's like, all right, challenge accepted when when she's walking away from him yeah. as if she is something to be conquered.
1: And he follows her outside and like when Klaus is talking to Caroline, he just becomes so weird.
2: He's He's got a little crush, that's for sure. He he's does definitely... not understand.
1: Has he ever flirted before in his like 2,000 years of life?
3: No, no first day.
1: So. He's like, Caroline, ask me about my life. I want to know about all of your hopes and dreams.
2: <laughs> Don't be angry, love," he says, you know. I think Oh yeah.
1: Get to know not, me. I dare you.
2: Yeah, it's not a redeeming quality, but I think that's one of the more honest sides we see of Klaus is like when he's around Caroline, like I'm not saying he's justified in it, but he's definitely a little more like shy and like a little more honest when when he comes around her.
1: I gotta say, and it's only just occurred to me now, but I'm 100% sure it's true. Klaus is a virgin.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: For sure.
0: Without a doubt. Now that you say it, yeah. Tell me about all your hopes and dreams.
1: (laughs) Klaus is sweet 1600, never been kissed. (laughs) But Caroline says, I'm too smart to be seduced by you.
2: And says, that's what I love about you.
0: Oh my gosh. The Klaus and Caroline scenes are just so cringy for me because I just feel like the writers pulled this out of thin air because they needed, like, something last episode and now, like, Klaus is all, like, puppy-eyed around her. But it makes more sense, Claire, now that we know that he's a virgin. Yeah. I'm gonna blow your mind for a second, Beth. People ship them. Really? Yeah.
2: Well, it makes... I put in my notes, and you can agree or disagree, but there's part of what the show kind of has, it kind of seems like Caroline almost kind of likes him a little bit with her, like, just a little hint of it is all I'm saying. So.
0: Jesse, I do see glimpses of that, like, every once in a while, like, her facial expressions will, like, change slightly, and you're like, wait, like, Caroline, girl, no. But then she immediately remembers, like, oh, he's enslaved my boyfriend. (laughs)
2: And he Christ. draws he draws me creepy pictures, you know, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, oh, and she only knows about the one. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Uh, yes, so that plan is going pretty well so far. Uh, across town at the witch house, there's another plan underway in which Esther has created a pentagram of salt, which represents the earth, and five torches conveniently her number of children and also the number of points in a pentagram
0: wow it's like it was meant to be it's all happening
2: yeah i just have the whole thing is explained very well and finn's just being or i should say phil is just being creepy phil just kind of standing there
1: i have to say the casting of phil is really great because he does just have such like a creepy and punchable face it's just perfect for this character like, is.
0: You look at that face and say, oh, this fucking guy. Definitely. What a weenie. That's how you feel. <laughs> yes.
1: He, at but some it... point in this conversation, says, my mother's releasing me from an eternity of
0: shame. Uh. <laughs> Ugh.
1: I don't therapy. want anyone to
0: say that ever. Yeah. I believe Esther goes into a little bit more detail about how she's going to use the pentagram to reverse the spell. Um, that she originally casted upon all of her children to turn them into vampires. Right. By reversing the spell, it will make them all human again, and Phil is the sacrifice that she will kill first, which will subsequently kill the remainder of all of her children.
1: Yeah, she's like, my brave Phil
0: will be the first to be murdered.
1: <laughs> oh my God. And Phil's like, I'm okay with this. And In a weird
2: way, he's also on the murder train, he's just all about it.
1: He's the most on the murder train. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's the engineer of the murder train.
1: Murder me, mommy. The Phil Michaelson story.
0: Oh, I don't like that.
1: So, Abby and Bonnie are just like,
0: okay, uh, that's, that's cool, that's
1: neat, uh,
0: RIP I guess.
1: And then we go back to the grill. <laughs>
0: R.I.P. I guess.
1: I love it. Yeah. So. This is like phase two of the plan where we use (laughs) ladies to distract disgusting originals.
3: It's true. I
0: know.
1: Meredith is like playing pool by herself and like doing it sexily, I guess. I guess anybody playing pool has to bend over. So it is inherently sexy to a certain sort of person, I guess
0: yeah and cole comes over and he starts laying it on thick he's like hello does he does he call her love love again probably he says
2: he says what's your name love oh
0: what's your name love Uh, a hot piece like
1: you deserves a better caliber of man wow
2: and then he says something about like uh in reference to pool and her he's it's was always fun to play with pretty little things yeah yeah, yeah. oh he's gosh
0: there's so many cringy lines in this episode Cole
2: and Cole's bringing bringing in mall he's bringing in mall
1: Cole is not a virgin but he has also never not paid for sex
0: <sighs> And <laughs> astute observation that is 100% accurate
1: Ask me about the sexual histories of the originals and I know it all
2: Let's face you it do. like Prostitution was like having its heyday back in Cole's time, you know, so he was living it up probably. Yep.
3: Hey Very
1: good point. All respect to sex workers, but no respect to Cole. Yep. (laughs) But anyway, he's being a real dirtbag and Alaric comes swaggering up and is super Alaric like Are you bothering this little lady here? Yeah.
2: Big strong man has to save the day.
1: But he really is just Positioning Cole to like get up in his face that so that he can sneak dagger him in full view of everybody at the Mystic Grill. By the
0: way, yeah, this was a this was a hot topic of conversation for me for this episode because uh, Alar just straight out stabs this man in the middle of like Mystic <laughs> <laughs> Mystic Grill, like at the, the, the pool tables. Yeah, a doesn't yeah, apply to him. He's on the founders council. There's a good reason why this is happening. And just, oh like, my gosh.
1: it's Mystic Falls, so, like, it's weird if somebody doesn't get stabbed at the Mystic Grill, probably. <laughs> it's like, that place has been set on fire. Jeremy Gilbert got shot in the chest that one time by Sheriff Forbes at the Mystic Grill. I forgot about that. Wow. Like, they're just used to it. Everybody's yeah, just like, I, I just want to drink this beer and go home.
2: He is like the local vampire slayer, so most, like, most of the background, they're just like, oh, that's just, you know, Rick being Rick, doing his thing.
1: He was saying that everybody in town knows all about his weapons. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yet he has to hide them everywhere.
0: Yeah. And you know Matt Donovan is cool with it as long as they don't get blood everywhere that he has to like clean up before the end of his shift. He just (laughs) wants to stand in
1: the background and say things like, whoa, that's messed up.
0: Yeah.
1: Some light commentary. Managing to (laughs) dunk on Matt Donovan when he wasn't even in the episode.
2: I was going to (laughs) say, it's not even a spoiler, but we're with Sans, Matt, and Jeremy in this episode. Therefore, it's a pretty good episode.
0: Hashtag blessed. It was, it was.
1: Yes. Now cold has been daggered and as Damon predicted, it starts uh, affecting all his pros and sis.
0: Yes. So the originals just start falling down one by one. So I think we see Rebecca start to like turn gray and fall down in the cave. Mm -hmm. Then it jumps to, I don't know, Phil like kind of crumbling a little bit. And Esther's like, something's wrong. And um, Klaus is like screaming at, Caroline, like, what did you do?
1: Yeah, like it's kind of affecting him, but it's only affecting the vampire part of him. I, I think. Oh, okay. Because he doesn't collapse; he just has a tummy yeah. ache or something.
2: He like lightly touches his chest a couple times, Ooh, as yeah. if to as if to signal, like, oh, "What's going on?"
1: Is that heartbreak? Right. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: <laughs> but yes. Everybody but Klaus drops, and Klaus is really mad because he realizes that Caroline was up to no good. Mm -hmm. How dare she. He's just for the very first time in his life has flirted with somebody, and she was tricking him. (laughs) Poor Klaus.
2: And I think Caroline, like, says something about the original witch, and he's just all like, what did you say about my mother? Like, he's defending her Um. now. Like, what did you say about the (laughs) Klaus doesn't
1: know... Klaus is the only one that doesn't know that mommy wants to kill him. So he's like, how dare you talk about my mother? I'm like, you murdered her. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Only I'm allowed to murder my mother. (laughs) He, like, puts his hands on Caroline at some point, and I got really mad about it. Yeah. But luckily... This works in Elena's favor because she notices Rebecca falls asleep and she's like, I don't have any questions about this. I'm just gonna GTFO.
0: Yeah, Elena's peace.
1: But because it doesn't affect Klaus like the rest of them, they only get a couple minutes of sleep in originals because he is like, cool, and runs into the grill and they're in that weird little, like pseudo underground entrance to the grill like what is this place this is where we've seen this before i think in the episode where lexi died
0: yep but it's like this weird back alley kind of like staircase thing from the basement of the grill yeah it's like the underground dive bar section of the grill or
2: something yeah it's where they take the garbage out it's like the kitchen entrance or something
1: the garbage and the corpses (laughs) Yep. but yes klaus takes the dagger out of coal and Alaric get, Alaric? <laughs> Alaric gets knocked in the head at some point and everybody's yep. yelling and all the other originals start waking up. Elijah zooms over and is like, everybody at the party now? Mm-hmm.
0: Now everybody at the party He yeah. stops uh,
1: Klaus from killing Damon
2: Yeah, he has a very like, whoa 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 calm down brothers we need we need everybody alive.
1: Everybody in this family needs my permission to commit murders. That's <laughs> that's, that's how the hierarchy works here. <laughs> I'm the eldest. Actually, is he and the I, eldest? I
0: feel like Phil is probably the eldest. I think Phil is the eldest, but I'm confused know. because why does Damon and Stefan or why did Damon and Stefan need to be alive for this? Because he still doesn't know where Bonnie and Abby are, and for some reason. Oh,
1: okay the Salvators are the only ones who can find her because of their (laughs) deep spiritual connection. And he's
2: having the Salvators, like, this is where he, like, pretty much makes them go be the ones to do his bidding to take out out the bloodline. So that's their job.
0: Yes, point C in in the multi-step plan. Yep. (laughs) Point C and D. D. (laughs)
1: Profit. Uh, Damon looks up at, like, the big clock tower and is like, I thought you said we got till nine. (laughs) It's like, hilarious. it was 906, Damon.
0: Yes.
1: And meanwhile, Rebecca has woken up in the caves and sees that Elena's gone and starts chasing her
0: around. Yeah. And Rebecca's like, oh, I may have been daggered, but I could still chase the shit out of you and get you on my worst day, Elena. So you better watch out. Yeah, she catches up to her and
1: grabs her from behind, and Elena, like, headbutts her and yes. le- leaps into the, like, little rune chamber. And yes. Rebecca tries to get in and hits the barrier, and the sound effects that it makes made me laugh so much. It's
0: like, <laughs> it wrong. Like,
2: yeah, it's Wonk. like, "wong." <laughs> yeah, Elena was very savvy here. She used that time to get to safety, so she's she was on her game. She got she got safe.
1: She says, Sorry, Rebecca, no vampires allowed.
0: Ooh, so exclusive. A true mean girl. (laughs) No vampires allowed Rebecca. Yep. (laughs) And then I think we hop over to Meredith Fell's place, which is some place new we haven't been before. Yes, brand new set. Um, Yeah, so alaric's sitting there on a chair. And she's kind of like looking into his eyes, doing some doctor shit because she thinks that he might have a concussion. And he's like, "Oh, so this is where you live? You're kind of a slob, huh?" What and I didn't think—I know, like, yeah. First of all, I didn't even think the place was that messy. Did I'm you like, guys? Like, Mary I was this perfectly
1: lovely it. place that has like one stack of banker boxes and like maybe a little bit of clutter. And Lark's like, "Wow, what a shithole!" and like, first of all, rude second of all, not accurate, and third of all he who lives in bombed out bachelor pad shall not throw stones, Alaric I was gonna say for real
2: when he's in bombed out bachelor pad he lives like four different places, I feel like
1: that's true, he yeah. no longer lives in the rick room but that was his home that he decorated and it was a lot shittier than this
0: yeah what the grifter, oh my god that pissed me off so much stop nagging her
1: Also, I loved the the color of her walls. It was this shade of green that I actually want to paint the outside of my house in a shade of green like that. So I was like, all right, Meredith, I don't really care about you as a character, but I like your taste. Yeah, good style. And she had, like, lots of bookshelves and stuff. It looked like a nice place to live.
2: All this diagnosis, she's like, like you said, she's got the flashlight in his eyes, and she's like, oh, I think he might have a broken rib. Like, (laughs) as she's, (laughs) like, examining his eyes. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's something you probably know, like you know, my ribs broke, but no, she's a really good doctor. So
1: (laughs) she's probably like a psychic doctor or something.
2: Do you need some vampire blood? It'll fix you right up.
0: Right? (laughs) Yeah. Where's all your vampire blood now? Seriously, she can't find it. Her nasty ass place. Uh, Yeah.
1: But Um, Alaric's super worried. He's like, I need to help Elena. Bah. And Meredith's like, listen, baby, we're on a date and we're at my house, so you need to stop thinking about the teenage girl that you live with and let me take care of you, (laughs) boo. That's true. And both her boyfriends are going to fix it, so chill.
0: Yeah. I kind of thought Meredith was being nice here for a minute. (laughs) Oh,
1: shucks. (laughs) That's not going to take any turns.
0: No. But then we leave Meredith's horrible house and we see that damon and Stefan are in the car on their way over to the witch house i'm guessing yeah and they're kind of having an in-depth conversation about the whole situation that's going down and neither of them really want to kill bonnie so they're kind of going back and forth and saying like listen if we let this whole thing go down without killing bonnie actually the only collateral damage would be elena if we let this go through she would be the only one that would die and i was like holy shit
1: And they point out that she would be totally chill with that
0: based on all the events of the previous this yeah. season <laughs> yeah well, like, this is, totally be down to die for a friend
2: this is what elena would want you know is what they <laughs> pretty much got to yeah
1: and this is just exactly. like the most ridiculous extreme of their, like, pretending they don't care a thing. Damon's like, oh, well, all you've wanted this whole time is to get revenge on Klaus, so, like, just let Elena die and you'll get everything you wanted. it's like, he was just
2: just telling you, I so love Elena. I know. They were very seriously, like, considering that as an option. Like, like, let's just uh, see what happens if Elena dies.
1: I feel like they were playing chicken with each other. Like, which of us is gonna admit that we care first this time? Because there right. always has to be some kind of conversation between these brothers where they're trying to get the other one to admit that they have emotions, but neither of them wants to. Like, I don't think either of them for a second would have thought the other would consider this.
2: actually gone through with it. You're right. Yeah.
1: But then Damon has this whole thing like, well, you know only one of us has to actually murder her best friend. So she only has to hate one of us because it's, it doesn't matter that both of us were in on this plan. It just matters which one of us actually did it. So let's flip and I for wish it.
2: that <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Heads or tails, brother heads or tails.
0: <laughs> and I wish that I could say that I think more of Elena, um, and <laughs> that she wouldn't actually choose whichever one didn't kill Bonnie, but I think that she probably would just, go ahead and be with that brother.
1: And I feel like she would forgive the other one after maybe two weeks.
0: Yeah, after everything blows over.
2: At least 48 hours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Damon flips a coin, and do we see, like, in this scene, like, what the outcome is? Or they kind of hold it over our heads as the viewer. Yeah, yeah.
1: they show Stefan looking at it, and they, like, make eye contact with each other like, oh-ho!
3: oh ho
2: yeah, and that would be where they would have cut to commercial in the old days, like, little right. lingering, lingering suspense for everyone.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Meanwhile, Elena's on a nice little spelunking trip uh, because Rebecca has left, and she's trying to find a way to get out of this situation. But then Rebecca is like, Oh, Elena, I have a wonderful new idea! <laughs> and she has procured a bottle of gasoline... And just throws it all over Elena and the whole cave and is like... Oh my gosh. Not so safe now, are we? (laughs)
2: Elena's just like, you're insane. (laughs) It's it's so true.
1: To which Rebecca says, I prefer spontaneous, which is probably why Damon wanted to fuck me.
0: Yes. Like, Rebecca... (laughs) is going through some shit she's like sharing all of all of this she's going there and that didn't even make sense but it was just so great because she's like and i fucked your boyfriend
2: yeah she yeah. she definitely pulled the Damon card out again just to like rub it in i loved it <laughs> also she's like continuing to film all this like all you know yeah. so that's that's happening
1: And Elena starts trying to play like mind games with her to try to buy herself some time. And she points out like, Oh, if you don't care about your mom or like whatever, why are you still wearing your necklace? And Rebecca rips the necklace off and throws it into the cave.
0: And then Elena's all like, your mom's not doing this because she hates you, Rebecca. She's just trying to restore peace and order to the world. But Rebecca's, I like this scene because Rebecca's, like, too smart to fall for Elena's dumb bullshit here. She's like, listen, I don't want your pity. Like, we're not girlfriends. Like, this is not cool. Like, go fuck yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. And she, I think she does throw one match in, like, to a, a patch of gasoline like farther away. I'm like, are you sure you're not going to accidentally incinerate her right <laughs> now?
0: No, I was thinking the same thing. Like that shit was about to jump because she like she got gasoline all over the place. Yeah, but she's like, the next
1: one's going on you. But Elena is like, oh well, actually, I don't believe you're going to kill me because it'd be so much more fun for you to torture me for a long time, just like Klaus wanted to do with Catherine in season two. Um-
2: yeah, that comes out, and they kind of give a little bit of look of mutual respect for one another, like, Oh uh, yeah, she called me out, I'm not really gonna kill you right now. And there's like, a little bit of respect between the two for that moment.
1: Yeah, and Elena, like, goes hard on, too. She's like, You really want revenge because I pretended to like you, and then yeah. I stabbed you in the back, and I hurt your feelings! Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, damn! Yeah. You didn't have to say that you pretended to like her. I don't think she even really did pretend to like her. I know. I don't think she did either.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, kind of like poor Becca sometimes, like, in that respect. Always.
0: Yeah. Team Rebecca, honestly. Yeah, same. Same, same. Third. So then we go
1: over to the witch house where Esther's like, Hark, what comes over yon hill over there i don't
0: know what i'm saying it was perfect it was perfect
2: and it's all of the original brothers for the original confrontation about to happen
1: they really looked like they could have been three-fifths of a boy band
0: (laughs) yeah the way they were walking through the witch house yard and they were all kind of wearing matching outfits yeah I feel like that was on one of the promos or something when uh, when Probably. this aired on TV. Yeah. But yeah, She's so like, it's too
1: soon. Witches, go. She always refers to them as Bennett witches. I'm like, they have names.
0: I know. it's the, And it's not like there's like 14 of them. It's like Abby, like body go. It's less syllables to say that than Bennett witches, go. Well,
2: but <laughs> Bennett maybe. witches, assemble. But in her <laughs> mind, there is like an entire bloodline to remember. So maybe that's what's going on yeah she like
1: yeah. she remembered ayana and she's like it's, it's not worth it for the rest they're all just pawns
0: yeah that's true
1: but bonnie and abby go into the witch house to hide because these originals
0: probably want to murder them oh yeah yeah and i thought she was about to like go down but luckily we learn that the other sons can't enter the pentagram so like esther and phil like go into the middle of it and are like creepily holding hands or some shit she's mm-hmm. like no we don't have to be worried they can't come into the pentagram why does she explain it i feel
1: like that's actually a pretty common witch thing is like salt or sand like as a barrier oh, okay. i definitely they've definitely had similar stuff on buffy i think got
2: and it got it i think she explained it earlier like when she was setting up the pentagram i think that's how they covered it they're like yeah this will be our shield oh, okay know.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. And I'm sure it also has roots in like actual like folklore and stuff. But I just know
0: Buffy. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, like that's I
1: know good. that Willow and Terra, like encircled themselves in
0: some spooky sand at some point.
2: Yeah, salt is a very common deterrent for the supernatural.
0: Good to know in case I'm ever in a similar situation. Just always carry a salt shaker. Just I be the salt girl.
2: A salt <laughs> ring around me right now, okay. just in case.
1: And so I think next there's just like all of them yelling at each other like.
2: Yeah, Klaus kind of like sets it off. He wants to get to it. I think Elijah tries to like reason everybody down, and Klaus is like, "Nah, let's just let's just do this."
1: Elijah's well, like, yeah. "Okay, regardless of like what murders many of us may or may not have committed, killing your own children would be an atrocity." <laughs> <laughs> but. Esther is just like, listen, you're all evil. Like, even you, Elijah, with all your morals, like, you have done some fucked up shit. And Elijah is like,
0: oh no. I know. (laughs) It was the truth bomb that he wasn't ready for. That hits him right where it hurts because he's so noble and moral.
2: He doesn't want that called into question. That got him.
0: Yeah, and Esther's going hard. I think she says that they're all a curse on this earth. Spanning so. the generations. They're yeah.
2: A curse on nature. She's so upsetting the spirits of nature, and she has to restore the balance of nature.
0: Ah. Uh.
2: Once again. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. So they're basically in a standoff right now. A real stalemate. And yeah. meanwhile, inside, Bonnie's like, <laughs> Abby's like, this place is hella creepy. And Bonnie's like, oh, the witches will protect us, but their vibes are stronger in the basement. Let's go down there. <laughs> <laughs> but then Abby, like, hears a sound and oh, hangs back, and bon-
0: so they're separated. And shit starts to get spooky. It's Stefan starts creeping around, so he, like, kind of comes up right behind Bonnie, and he's like, hey, Bonnie, what's up? But he explains that... I think Stefan understands that the bloodline is needed in order to kill the originals and that in order to keep it from stopping, he's going to have to interrupt the bloodline. Yeah, so I think Bonnie kind of explained like, that to him at some point, maybe. Yeah, okay, as part of the master plan, that's right. Yeah,
2: and it has us, like, the new viewers maybe thinking just for a minute that Stefan lost that coin toss because he's kind of like blocking her away every time she gets like yeah. moved somewhere and so he's kind of being a little creepy
1: and she just gets this look like oh he's here to kill me fuck
2: mm-hmm.
1: she's like oh, stefan yeah. don't do that please i do not approve
2: and i just put down we all know stefan won't hurt bonnie we just know
1: he, better he wouldn't not. do that <laughs> but stefan's like so they have Elena, they're going to kill her, and we need to stop that from happening. And Bonnie's like, I can't do anything about it. She's fucking channeling us and I don't know how to stop that. And Seven's like, well, basically she needs two witches of the same bloodline to be alive, so if one of you's not a witch anymore, then she's fucked. And Bonnie thinks this means she's going to die, but it actually means that upstairs, Damon is force-feeding his blood to her mom and killing her.
2: Yep, as I like to call him, good old Neck snapping Damon, he's at it again.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, it's a go-to it. move.
2: <laughs> it is.
0: This will only hurt for a second. Just he's not he, wrong. He did to That's... Vicky before. Yeah. And as soon as uh, Damon snaps Abby's neck, the fire around the pentagram goes out, so their plan worked, and Esther can't continue carrying out her spell. sisters, do
1: not abandon me! She keeps calling the (laughs) Bennett bloodline sisters, and I'm like, you don't treat them like sisters, you treat them like slaves. Yeah. Yeah. So, maybe they want you to go fuck yourself. Which,
2: she she does, right? Because she just kind of goes poof, right?
1: Yeah, she and Finn, I think, or she and Phil zoomed away in the confusion because they're no longer protected by their pentagram.
2: Which, why wouldn't any of the brothers just zoom right after them they're all like equal speed right
1: i feel like it's like in star wars when a ship goes into like hyperspace or whatever
2: yeah yeah you know that's if all you, you don't to know say. their
1: coordinates then you can't follow them
2: it's true that's <laughs> about the best point i think that's the best way to explain it
0: oh <laughs> uh, yes nerd shit is always useful in situations like this so now that things have kind of cleared out over at the witch house we check back in over at the cave and Rebecca has all of the 411 immediately so I don't know how much time has passed or who texted her or if she just learned about this through like some special channels but Rebecca's like all right then Damon turned your witch friend's mom into a vampire all is good here like you're now free to go you can't be a witch right and a
1: vampire. That's a new Truth. rule I don't think we've heard before.
0: I was curious about that because I, you know, the whole werewolf vampire thing.
1: Yeah. I guess witches are all about nature and vampires are the antithesis of nature. So you, you can't be both. You can't upset the balance in that uh, way.
2: Upset the balance in <laughs> <of laughs> nature. The spirits
1: of nature would not allow it. But I, my personal theory is that Elijah texted her, but he used zooming, to text. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually is a thing that happened on True Blood. <laughs> there's, there's this really creepy plot line where, did you see Where the Heart Is? Yes. So the guy who plays Forney in Where the Heart Is plays this like creepy ass motherfucker on True Blood who's like the oh, psychotic no. vampire who kidnaps Tara and like wants her to be his girlfriend and it's like really fucked up. It's like yeah. Damon and Caroline on speed. But... There's a scene where he's texting. He's like, Tara, watch how fast I can type, motherfucker. And he, <laughs> you see, like, his thumb zoom on the, on the keys.
2: Oh, I get it. He just he zoom texts like he can yeah. type super fast. Right. Yeah.
1: That's hilarious. It's become a lot harder to use Zoom in the way that we have on this podcast since the pandemic. Yeah. Because we've That's always used true. Zoom to mean like vampire super speed, but then yeah. But then there was a pandemic, and everybody got Zoom, and now it has a whole different meaning. But I still say Zoom for vampire the, stuff.
2: The fans know. The fans know.
1: Yes, our true fans out there—they get it. Fans.
2: The original fans. <laughs>
1: the original fans. Oh yes, love it. But yes, I think that that is how Elijah let Rebecca know what happened.
2: Yeah. And at the end of this little cave scene I just wrote down like I, th- I think Becca just needs like a friend. Like a real friend. That could help her. I don't think she's out, ever
1: know? had one.
2: Just like Klaus is a virgin. <laughs> she's I don't think she's ever had she's like a friend version. Yeah.
0: Which, Which is good Oh my god. Worst. That's so sad. That's the worst thing I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> she's like um Paul Redd and I Love You Man. Like she's always had a bunch of boyfriends, yes. but she's never really had any friends.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, enough about Rebecca's sad life And now we have to go to Bonnie's sad life Yeah Because she has gone home With her mom, or I think she's gone to Caroline's Because we don't have a set for Bonnie's home Because who gives a fuck about Bonnie, I guess
0: Yeah, this was another one Where I wasn't quite sure whose house they were at Um, But yeah, I think you're right That it's Caroline's
1: And Elena's trying to go and comfort Bonnie But Caroline's like Listen like, shit is fucked and she doesn't want to see you. And Elena's yeah. like, but I have to be there for her. Like, she's always been there for me. I'm like, Elena, it's not about you. Yeah. I know. Listen to her wishes.
2: Caroline's doing, being classic Caroline, just talking sense, laying, laying it all out, just telling mm-hmm. it how it is.
0: Yeah. And she had a line here that, like, really, I don't know, pulled at my heartstrings. And she's like, listen, you know, you've been through a lot together. And, you know, of course, like, would want to see bonnie but somehow in all of this bonnie is the one who always ends up getting hurt i was like oh my god it's so true and it's so sad
1: and elena's face in that moment is like oh my god you're so right
0: fuck me yeah i'm leaving tell her i love her yeah and caroline's using a very gentle voice in this Mm -hmm. i noticed like extra like extra gentle voice in this scene
1: she seems like she's 10 years older than Elena in this scene yeah definitely but I'm also like Caroline you're also always the one who gets hurt everybody always gets hurt except for Elena yes (laughs) which is why probably she understands where Bonnie's coming from right now yeah but it's very sad such a good friend and then we see that Bonnie is like hiding around the corner and has overheard this whole conversation and like a single tear runs down her cheek yeah yep
2: There's a lot of good, tender moments in that scene. A lot of good friendship understanding happening.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I get that this is really fucked up and and a bummer, but also, like, it's not like when Graham's died. Like, Abby's not dead dead. Like, she's turning into a vampire, which is not probably what was in her life plan, but she's gonna wake up.
0: Yeah, I thought that, like... I mean, I get why she would be sad, but... It was just like last episode or the episode before that Bonnie was sassing Abby up and down the block about abandoning her. Um, yeah. So.
1: And like, this literally just happened to Caroline's dad and he actually died. Right, yeah. But anyway.
2: And let's not forget, like, everyone was all about the murder early on. And so the fact they were able to stave that off some way should be.
1: Yeah, nobody a good got thing. actually yeah. permanently murdered, which is, you know. Not the outcome you would have expected at the beginning of this episode. But it's complicated. Bonnie has complicated feelings about her mom, so I get it. I have space for that. But anyway, uh, Elena leaves, which is good. Elena's basically getting rejected at all corners in this episode. Like Nobody wants to talk to her anymore. Yeah, she's that's true.
2: She's getting some truth bombs laid on her. I think she's taking it all in a little bit though. She's not just
1: like denying
2: it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She's handling it fine. But it's just like the opposite of what it usually is with everybody just like obsessed with Elena and everybody wants to talk to Elena and be with Elena and hang out with Elena.
2: It's very refreshing.
1: (laughs) I'm sure Rebecca loves it.
2: Oh yeah.
0: (laughs) So Uh, then I think we check in on Damon and Stefan, mm-hmm. um, and they learn that Elijah has let Elena go, so they don't have to worry about it too much anymore, and they seem, I think, a little bit surprised that Elijah, like, followed through on his word and, and nothing, like, bad happened.
1: Elijah is very honorable, except for that one time. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: really enjoyed that the
1: scene started with just like this very long shot of Damon washing his hands in the bathroom and like putting his ring back on. What? Oh yeah. What is the point of this? Did a little. <laughs> they needed Damon... to
0: make the episode longer.
1: I really, if they were going to have that, they should have showed us the show the soap dish with the moonstone soaps. <laughs> yes. But they're talking, and Stefan's like, "So about that coin toss." I lost, but you're the one who did the dirty deed. What's up with that, Damon? Why are you so noble, bro? Are you hanging out with Elijah?
2: That's just uh, Damon being the subtle good guy. He loves to play like the undercover martyr, if you will.
1: Yeah, yeah. Stefan's so always the overcover martyr. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> and Damon's the overt. a martyr.
1: <laughs> yes, that's the word. <laughs> Damon's a martyr on the deal.
2: Yeah, he's yes. a yeah, he's a martyr on the deal
1: he's like listen I can tell that like you're trying to be good again and I don't want to fuck with that because you're my brother and I love you except I can't say those last two things because it's against the rules Mm -hmm. and BTW when's the last time you had a drop of human blood
0: Stefan tries to avoid the question uh, for a minute but then he admits that he hasn't had blood since the night that he almost drove Elena off of Wickery Bridge (laughs) so we got another Wickery Bridge shout out here which is nice
1: we should have a drinking game where every time they say Wickery Bridge we have to like do five shots. We would it just one.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yes.
2: But yeah, they yeah. kinda get to what they've been alluding to the whole episode that Stefan isn't he's not on the human blood, he's trying to go back to bunny bunny blood.
1: Yeah, and he's like, I don't get it, like you could have had her blah 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 what's all this all about Damon I don't get it and Damon says I thought I could win her from you fair and square but she doesn't want me so you just go be the hero now it's fine I'm better at being the bad guy
0: yeah I'm like oh I kind of feel bad for Damon
1: in this moment like
0: just the tiniest bit I felt super bad for him, and I was like kind of sad about it, which is so weird. I don't know. Like, I just feel like my emotions towards these characters like flip flop every episode, like yeah. depending on like what's actually happening.
1: I that's feel like he's the uh, throwing in the towel pretty quickly. Like, she was so jealous about the Rebecca thing. Like, maybe don't, yeah. maybe keep your hat in the ring, buddy.
2: But that's the yeah. undercover martyr coming out in him again. He he secretly just wants to like be on the losing end of things, so he can seem like. Oh, woe is me.
1: Yeah, it does make for uh, better emo opportunities. He is being nice to Stefan, and Stefan's like, I don't know what to do with this information, but okay, cool.
0: Stefan's on a path towards righteousness once again, it seems like. Yes, he
1: really hit rock bottom on that night on Wickery Bridge. (laughs) But
0: drink. So, at this point, we kind of leave Stefan to ponder his future. And then... We hop over to Elena, and she's back in her house, I think, right? Back in her room. And yeah. she's reading a letter um, from one Elijah. Mm-hmm. Elijah has regrets. <laughs> he does.
2: It's Elijah coming clean so he can continue to be his virtuous self, you know. I think he tells her that, like, her compassion is a gift, and she should, like, stick with that.
1: Yes. and Yeah. Uh, He's very ashamed of himself. He did things that he abhors today, and he doesn't want to be like that, blah, blah, blah. She must keep her compassion with her forever, as he will keep his regret always and forever. <laughs> like, God wow damn it, Elijah. <laughs> Chill out.
2: He's very serious about his uh, demeanor and his good nature.
1: He besmirched his own honor, and he's really in a spiral about it. So he had to write this really grandiose letter to (laughs) Alina. And Alina's just like, cool, not even my, like, morality buddy wants to hang out with me anymore. He left alone.
0: Oh, yeah. Now Elijah's gone, too. That's the truth. Yeah.
1: And then we go to our last original standing. So Rebecca comes home, and she sees Elijah and she's like, where the fuck is everybody? Where's mom? And Elijah very dramatically says, we have no mother, only Esther. Wow. And she was right about us. I'm a monster.
0: Yeah. Elijah is just shame spiraling here. Like, this is me, like, on a day that I, like, went out to a bar the next morning. I wake up all hungover and I'm worried that I have no friends left. Like, that is the energy that Elijah has in this scene. He's like, I hurt an innocent. Like, our mother made us vampires, not monsters. We did that ourselves. Like, he's just going for it here.
1: You just know he's going to zoom out of here and just, like, eat a lot of cheese fries and cry. <laughs> yes, exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think there's just, like, some deep seated mommy issues within all the originals. Like, it's oh, yeah. just oh, there. Yeah.
1: yeah. And now that Michael's dead. They don't don't have to deal with their daddy issues anymore. It's all about mom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But Rebecca's like, no, you know what? Fuck that. Like, we're better than everybody else, and we deserve to live. Fuck our mom. But Elijah is not on board, and he's going to peace out to probably, like, go live in a monastery or something.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, definite definite monk vibes. After the cheese fries, he goes to the monastery. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we want cheese fries. mm
2: -hmm. And then I think Becca walks in on Klaus.
1: Yes, the greatest part of the episode is what Klaus is up to in the basement. (laughs) 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 Just like the creepiest shit you can possibly imagine, but also hilarious. He has this whole sketchbook full of pictures of Caroline that he is now ripping up and throwing into the fire like the emo-ass little bitch that he is. And Rebecca comes in and like sees his drawings and is like, okay, we're going to put a pin in that, uh, Klaus. (laughs) We're the only ones left, and I thought I hated you, but actually you're the only one who's never left me, so let's be bros again. Oh my god, so
0: sad and so desperate, Rebecca.
2: Yep, enforcing the two themes that Klaus is a virgin and that Becca needs a friend.
0: Yes.
1: That's true. And neither of them can fulfill that need for the other without really creepy implications. So they need yeah. to, like, find somebody else. Absolutely. Yeah. But she's like, listen, everything sucks right now, but we got to talk about this really important thing that I noticed on these cave drawings.
2: It's a good thing she was filming.
1: Yeah. And I thought this whole time that the cave drawings were things that they did, but apparently it was the natives. They, they keep talking about the natives in this episode, and it makes me really uncomfortable
0: yeah
1: (laughs) but apparently the runes all came from the natives and she's like look at this one of the natives worshipping the white oak tree and Klaus is like fuck that tree we burned it who cares
2: (laughs) and then dun 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 there's a calendar apparently that they can interpret which says nope this was like 300 years after we left
1: and in those 300 years cave runes did not evolve at all (laughs) nope because we can still understand them. Right. So apparently, so the tree has survived somehow, which means if somebody has wood from that tree, they can die.
2: So the originals are still in danger.
0: Yes. Not all is safe and well with them. Just when we thought it was safe to go back in the crate Caves,
2: the fond childhood memory caves of <laughs> Elijah.
0: It's nice just
1: youth. And you really think this is going to be the end of the episode? This is a great cliffhanger, but then we have to go to the plotline nobody gives a shit about. Oh,
2: yeah. This should have been the end of the episode. They keep
1: ending the episode on this stupid serial killer plotline that I could not give less of a shit about. I don't know about you guys. Yeah.
2: Like you said, no spoilers, but it's just, it turns out to just always be like, meh. You yes. know?
1: It doesn't get any more interesting. Yeah. Sorry. But yes, we see Alaric waking up. So apparently, he doesn't have a concussion because she, uh, Meredith, has let him sleep.
0: Yes, and he starts snooping around like a little snoop. Yeah, little he like, goes into her. <laughs> yeah, he goes into her kitchen to take like two Advil, presumably because he's probably hungover, and that will make him remember the night before a little bit better and maybe he'll know why he got a concussion or something along those lines but yeah so he's kind of creeping around in the kitchen and he sees that Meredith has his patient records like on her counter and then he starts rifling through and he sees more information about Bill Forbes including like a picture of him like laying there stabbed and that like the actual weapon is just like sitting there like right next to the documents as well
1: yeah like wrapped in a tea towel (laughs)
0: yeah so this is shocking
1: yeah he's like what the fuck is this all about and then meredith appears in the doorway holding a gun and says you weren't supposed to see that bing (laughs) that's the sound a gun makes right (laughs) perfect
2: (laughs) bing bing
0: (laughs) and that's the end of the episode that's the episode that's what meredith you get for snooping curiosity alaric. killed the cat alaric mm-hmm. so
1: beth what are your feelings about this cliffhanger
0: well i knew last week and, and i think the week before i knew that something has been up with meredith mm-hmm. um she was giving bad vibes like throughout all of the episodes and I could just tell that something wasn't right there because of her blame violation of every sort of HIPAA and medical <laughs> law and best practice. Yeah. You can't trust somebody who takes their work that in ser- unseriously. <laughs> um, but I hope Alaric's not dead. Like how many times can we kill this man? Like, seriously, like, is this eight? It's gotta be. <laughs> it's a lot, it's a lot. So I'm worried because I think we talked about it, Claire, a few episodes ago, where it seems like he gets weaker or something. Oh, yeah. His like, the more times that he's killed. Yeah. 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 There's suspense. We don't know what's going to happen to our old pal, Rick. Yeah. I'd be surprised if they write him off the show, though. I don't think they're going to, so I feel like somehow he'll pull through. Um, well, stay tuned. But I'm also assuming... That this means that Meredith actually is the serial
1: killer? No comment.
0: No comment. All right. We'll have to wait. We'll have to wait for next week. I see we got a shrug from Jesse there. So <laughs> we, it's unknown at this time.
1: Undetermined. Yes. So I think that segues pretty nicely into the first of our segments who you want to punch? Yes. Uh, Jesse, as our special guest, would you like to answer first?
2: Oh, yeah. I figured as the guest, I get the easy one. But I like. <laughs> I knew this question was coming and I had it like right away and it's the guy who calls his sister a strumpet. And that's Cole. Cole yep. needs to get punched a bunch in this episode. Yeah. Even yeah. without that, I just, I, he's the most punchable of the siblings, even, even more punchable than Phil. If
0: Whoa. You guys hot take. Wow. Least,
2: that is a hot take. Phil keeps his mouth shut for the most part.
1: They're punchable in very different ways.
2: True. So yeah, Cole, let's just uh, lay one on him.
0: Alright, I approve. I think that's a good choice. What do you think, Beth? Who you want to punch? Alright, so you might be upset and want to punch me after this choice this week, but I'm actually going to have to punch Elijah. Ah! I know, I know. But the fact that he was so like willing to turn on Elena, and like I know that he's like trying to preserve his life and everything but to have such like a high opinion of your morality and then have no qualms with like stomping into the caverns of your youth and having elena be hostage to rebecca and almost get lit on fire um elijah's really kind of like the mastermind behind that and also his whole self-pitying thing at the end was kind of annoying because i'm like all right like can you really be that upset about all of this shit that you just did it was like an hour ago bro but yeah I don't know Elijah he wasn't doing it for me this week oh snap
2: can you at least punch him in like the gut yeah not the face (laughs) yeah
0: yeah no not the face I'll uh I'll give him a quick side side jab okay
1: I, I mean I don't agree but I don't hate it okay he was questionable this week And I have to say, The Caverns of My Youth would be a great album title.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, Claire, who are you going to punch?
1: I am going to punch the hell out of Esther.
0: Esther. For all
1: the shit about channeling the bloodline of the entire bloodline of Bennett, which is against their will. And with the fun bonus, like racial aspects of that, that's a big part of it. And... I don't know what it is, but like I get major turf vibes from her. <laughs> like, like that's not even an issue that's on the table in this show, but it's just like you'd know that Esther would be a turf. <laughs> she just has that personality. Like sisters,
0: we're all sisters, unless you're not the specific kind of sister that I'm thinking of. I could totally see that. Like she and J.K. Rowling would be best friends. Mm. They would. They really would. I could see that 100%. Yeah. So I want to they punch They
2: might her. be. They might be.
0: As the de- uh, designated
1: queer representative of this podcast, I would like to punch her and all turfs. I support this decision. Yeah. This we got your back. Yep. <laughs> yes. Uh, so who do we all want to high-five? Jesse, again, we'll let you go first.
2: So I wrote down a lot of people, so I'll actually go last on this, just so I don't want to take someone's. Because I had some some takes that could have worked, so I'll go last on this one. Okay,
0: Beth. Yeah. Who you want to high-five? All right. Who do I want to high-five in this one? I always say it, but really the best person to high-five in this episode is Caroline. The fact that she was able to lure Klaus out so that the plan could be carried out she looked amazing she's so funny and nice and she really was such a good friend to bonnie at the end um where bonnie was dealing with a fallout of abby's vampire transition um i thought caroline was just rocking it this week um as usual so that would be my choice how about you claire
1: i have like mixed feelings about a couple of different people where like Uh i want to divide it in two because i sort of wanted to punch elena for a lot of reasons this week but i want to high-five her just for not wanting to murder elijah (laughs) like i thought that was very important but i also wanted to not so much high-five as to hug rebecca yeah because like her life sucks everybody treats her like shit but she's still always got the sassy quips, and, like, she stands up for herself, but also, like, she's really sad. <laughs> and yeah. I, just, I want to be her friend. I want to yeah. pop her friendship cherry.
2: I'm, I'm te- <laughs> team Becca, for sure, and always team Caroline. Those are probably my two favorites.
0: Definitely. We
1: all love a nice little
2: blonde distraction, don't we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I got a soft spot for blonde Yelp distractions and sweet little things.
1: Oh god. Uh.
2: Ugh. <laughs> uh.
1: So I cheated and picked two. So I hope you still have somebody left. Yeah,
2: to see. no, I did because like both I wrote down three people, and mm-hmm. I'll just name the other two people besides Caroline, who was obviously the number one choice. Mm-hmm. But just because they don't always get the high fives, I I put Damon and Rick uh damon for kind of being the undercover martyr but it worked in his favor he was like being a pretty decent brother in a very damon way Mm -hmm. and he kind of like you know helped everything go into motion and and made sure Stefan didn't look like the bad guy and then rick was just doing his part this episode he he stood up for uh (laughs) meredith fell and and took some balls to dagger uh an original and uh he gets shot at the end just for kind of snooping around. So he, those two, they kind of need a high five. They were doing their part, you know. They weren't that bad this week.
0: <laughs> high bar, high bar.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, always Caroline. That,
0: yeah. 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 I think those are good choices, though, especially Damon. Uh, I, the more I think about it and the more I think about that conversation that he had with Stefan where he's like hey I'm like willing to step back so you could become like your old self again and have Elena and whatever Um, it was a good dude move
1: yeah and it's the kind of thing that he's done before like he's willing to do the things that he knows are gonna like get him in the doghouse just because Mm -hmm. like he knows or at least believes they need to happen and sometimes that results in really fucked up shit but sometimes it's also just like all right, something did need to happen here In order for the main character of the show to not die so now we gotta ask the eternal question why are men and as the resident man of this episode take it away jesse
2: yeah this is (laughs) always complex i get to like
1: put myself on
2: blast yeah explain myself well i can do it through the other characters Um, Instead of going on this whole dissertation about how people can change, and, like, me in my 20s was, like, a lot different than me in my 30s because you learn (laughs) and you meet people in your life that help you point out things about, like, what you should and shouldn't do. But I've always, like, my mother raised me very well, I feel like, and just to, like, empower the women around you. And I have a little sister, and to be the kind of person that builds them up and doesn't, like, break them down. So, like, this episode was just trot with the original is just like downing Becca left and right so we, we covered that a lot so mm-hmm. obviously Cole was very big on the wire men you know mm-hmm. and even Elijah didn't like stick up for Becca overtly and Klaus sticks up for her but also has his own manipulative relationship with her mm-hmm. so like very harsh on like not building up for women in your life like you guys are all originals. You should be strong, and you know you should be empowering her instead of like keeping her down. Yeah, that was Elijah like,
1: even like calls himself out in that conversation with Rebecca. He's like, "I used you as a weapon. I wielded you like a sword, my sister."
2: Yeah, <laughs> very much so. Yeah, Elijah just,
1: said, "Wiremen,"
2: and uh, the writing on this show just always screams wiremen because it's always like, "Oh, Elena needs to be saved," and. Rick's uh-huh. got to do, like, save Dr. Fell. And it's just always happening. Like, it's the damsel in distress. So the writing on the show is very strong. Like, Why Are Men vibes. Mm-hmm. Does that Definitely. suffice enough? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I appreciate you the taking mantle. the lead. Yes. I was yeah. going to say, I'm impressed and appreciate you taking the lead on, on Why Are Men and explaining <laughs> this to me. Because it is the eternal question. And... Um,
2: I guess my one last little point would be that the Wire Men, we gotta take it upon ourselves to like kinda change because it's not an excuse but like look at this show and a lot of media and culture with us growing up, mm-hmm. with with if you don't have that self awareness, you're just kinda taught to treat people in your life like that. Like, yeah. Oh, men, go save the damsel, be the strong guy, you know, the whole bad sides of being chivalrous, if you will. So Men have gotta, to give
1: women permission to murder.
2: Y- exa- that's what
1: the, we yes. all know, to be true. <laughs>
2: yes, the, the patriarch is very strong in this show. It all leads back to that.
1: Too so. true. It does. Yeah. It really Take does. Take it away. And that's why it's important for us to point it out, so that all those men listening out there, and I know there are some of you, because one of you once told us that we taught you about feminism, and it was a great moment.
0: It uh, was honestly a
1: beautiful moment. <laughs> yes when we examine things as you said jesse like that's how we learn like oh that's fucked up and it's not restricted to like men it's also like oh i've been taught by tv and movies all my life to think some really racist shit like and as a white person i gotta examine that
0: exactly and to your guys point about like how women are portrayed and about how honestly like a lot of people watching the show probably had i watched the show when it was originally on would not have caught up on so many of the problematic things that are surfaced in literally every single episode Uh, yeah like me i didn't pick up most of the shit it was only like (laughs) 10 years ago yeah yeah absolutely but another thing that i always like to keep in mind is that it's okay for us to like still consume and enjoy like pieces of pop culture that present like men and women in this way because there's not a lot of good culture out there that doesn't right so especially yeah. like in like the mainstream media so yeah
1: you don't have to feel for ashamed that. for like watching this stuff and liking it like everything's yeah. problematic
2: but get some fresh writers and some younger writers that actually know what like high school kids act like
1: and what sounds phones make when you don't have
0: a signal <laughs> yeah. and how computers work yeah <laughs>
1: So I had one really little thing, which was the letter that Elijah writes to Elena is very sweet, and I'm like, oh, I love you, Elijah, but I love that he had to leave it on her bed. I'm like, have you not heard of a mailbox? There's like a little house specifically on on the porch where you put the mail. That's where letters go, Elijah. Elena's? This is like... If it was a Salvatore, he would have just been, like, sitting on her bed himself to give her this speech and then compel her to forget right. it. So this is, like, a lot better, comparatively speaking. But he still had to go into her bedroom when she wasn't there.
2: <laughs> yeah, I Elena's know. room, man. Elena's room has just been violated left and right. It's just no Grand privacy. Central Station yeah.
0: for vampires. I did not even pick up on the fact that, like, it was weird that it was on her bed. But you're so <laughs> right, everybody just goes in there. <laughs> she really uh. needs to start closing her windows she does. Uh,
2: put some salt that- by your door.
0: Yeah <laughs> right, keep them out. Uh, um, there was just one other thing that I wanted to mention in terms of why are men because um, this really kind of pissed me off this episode. Uh, all of the conversations that Damon and Stefan were having between each other on who gets to get Elena without like considering the fact that she might want to make that choice for herself. Um, And it's, like, seems, like, pretty much set in stone by the end of the episode that, like, Stefan is the one that gets her. So, you know, it's, like, yeah, she could have feelings for both, but that doesn't necessarily mean that she'll choose between you, like, whichever one you present. It's just very weird. Very weird. And the fact that Elena has no agency in that seemingly at all is bizarre.
2: both still, like, claiming ownership over her decisions in that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, like we will choose
1: which one of her us she has to hate forever because that's our power and also the way that they were talking the whole time is like oh neither of us wants to date elena anymore which somehow translates to neither of us cares if she lives or dies right (laughs) like if she's not a potential girlfriend like fuck her i don't care kill her
0: collateral damage
1: yeah and i think that'll about do it for for the Uh, men this week
2: yeah yes
1: So we get to go to our very favorite segment and ask who should have done it. Jesse, what do you think?
2: So this was a tough one for this episode and I had a few things written down. So I'll I'll start with the hot take. I believe it's a hot take, but I put down Elena and Becca and Rebecca.
1: That was one of my top places as well. Just to
2: take (laughs) all those emotions and just get it out. And I, I think it would have it happened because they both, like, Elena would have shown some compassion. Becca would have gotten some attention. And maybe that's a good way to, like, bury the proverbial hatchet is just, you know, they should have done it. That's, that's the way I see it. I, I just saw a lot of tension there.
1: They should have buried the proverbial hatchet by busting out the proverbial scissors.
2: Sure. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not. Try- I'm not trying to sound too much like Why are men by suggesting that like two ladies get it on, but for those like emotional reasons, yeah. I believe there's a lot of tension there.
1: Oh no! I so. totally agree. Yeah, yeah, that was on my list for it's sure. Like, for you're mad sure. cool. because I hurt your feelings. I don't care. Yeah. And then just, blah, yeah.
2: Thou doth profess too much, <laughs> Rebecca. It's a thin yeah. line b-
1: between love and
2: hate. Mm-hmm. So, uh, not such a hot take on my part then.
0: An accurate take. There we go. An accurate take. A strong choice for sure. <laughs> Claire, who do you think should have done it? Hmm. Well, this might be a little bit of a hot take.
1: I say Elijah and Elena. Oh. Because she was the only one who cared if he lived or died. Yep. And he was like, "You are so compassionate and great, and I admire you so much, and you make me feel regrets about my entire life." <laughs> And also, I was once in love with the original Petrova Doppelganger, who is identical to you, so I probably am attracted to you by association. And, I don't know, I just like both of them, and I can't say Elena and Rebecca, because Jesse already did.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll support that. I support (laughs) that. I can can see that.
1: Really, I just can't stop thinking about Elena being the only one who wanted Elijah to live, and how she was so right.
0: She did not board the murder train.
2: Nope.
0: <laughs> she stood on the platform and waved it away. She,
2: she, <laughs> she stood did. on the, the alive bus or whatever you want to call it. The living bus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Beth. Who should have done it? I feel like this episode was one of the harder ones that we've had recently. Um, I'm going to pick this one as like a hate fuck situation. Mm. And I pick Meredith and Cole. Oh my god! Uh, they're both they're both horrible. <laughs> so you want and to force them
1: to fuck as punishment?
0: <laughs> pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Not like it. Not like a hate fucking that they hate each other. Like I hate this choice, and they probably would too. But what? not in a not in a creepy way. <laughs> no, I see your thought process here. Yeah. Uh, But I don't have a lot more to say. It's like when we used to always say Tyler and Jeremy. It's like these people both suck. They deserve each other. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with Meredith. She sucks. Cole sucks.
2: Yeah. And until you mentioned it, Claire, and this is maybe like a fourth one that I just kind of thought of now, but like Klaus and anybody let's like maybe that'll oh, help yeah. with some of his anger oh like let's pop that cherry and get him to calm down a little bit yeah maybe maybe he'll stop trying to create a hybrid army and draw 100 sketches of a, you know one chick so <laughs> oh yeah just yeah. maybe cole can take Klaus to the brothel just get it over with
1: <laughs> it might solve a lot of problems yeah well that'll just about All do right. it won't it we don't have any more segments if you want to tell us nice things about ourselves or mean things, whatever, if you want to tell us your theories about the sex lives or life thereof of the originals, you can <laughs> mystic follow us on Twitter
0: at the VD Diaries. You could also find us on Facebook where the Vampire Diaries Diaries and on Instagram where the underscore VD underscore diaries underscore podcast. And if you'd like to write
1: us a longer message and don't know where we live so you can't leave it sitting on our bed you can send us an email at thevddiaries at gmail.com and we actually got our first email to that address recently and just wanted to shout that out it was very exciting we got a really nice email from alicia so thank you so much for writing in thanks Uh, alicia i was happy to see that you also love caroline and hate jeremy both Uh. very good opinions So if you want to share your opinions and maybe get shouted out, you can send us an email there
0: or you can rate and review us on iTunes. Yes, we always appreciate any feedback coming from our listeners. And
1: we've gotten so many nice messages through Instagram, specifically recently. Uh, It's warmed my heart every single time. So thank you all.
0: We love you. Yes, we do. It really makes my day every time we see something like that come through. So really appreciate you all listening and for reaching out to us. And if you ever
1: cross us, I will uh, take the printouts of all those nice comments and rip them out of my notebook and throw them into the fire. <laughs> well, it's been a real blast. Thank you for joining us, Jesse. And oh, yeah. for giving your uh, unique male perspective. See, uh, listeners out there, we do like some men.
2: Take some time.
1: <laughs> Keyword, some. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not we don't like all men. Not all men.
0: No, not all. <laughs> uh, but until but next yeah, time. Yeah, thanks again,
1: Jesse. Yes.
2: You're very welcome.
1: Take care of yourselves. If you want to murder somebody, don't wait for any man's permission, just fucking do it. And I hope your mom doesn't want
3: to kill you. He's a rapper. Mucho